Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. how he got inside, or when you let him in, you find yourself walking down your own hallway. He's behind you, talking idly as you walk. I would say yes to that cup of coffee. And you know, I want you to know I've just got Gavin's best interests at heart. While you're looking at your options, it might be a moment to point your attention to your powers. All powers are one-shot use, until replenished by some means. They cost Psyche, which is listed next to them, which is the fuel of your essence. You can restore that for one another as well. The essence of divination, the strategy, is sort of deciding who you want to be in control for various things and using your powers at the right time. What exactly does it mean when it says, make the hero ready in your throne suit? What does that mean for the hero to be ready? Ready is um, symbolized by one of those R tokens on the table. I'll place it on your card. And the next time you're tested in that suit that you declare, you get a plus one to it, regardless if it's active or passive, like a plus one forward. I want to use adaptation. It costs two Psyche, and I make the hero ready in my throne suit, which is swords, and I get to make them ready in another suit. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be wands. Just the, the vitality and force. I don't know what this person is doing in our home. Great. Uh, if those are tested, either active or passive, you'll get plus one in that test from the readiness, and then we'll remove it. Okay. You're currently in control. He's behind you talking, nonchalantly. Your sense is incredible disorientation, but somehow also that you were in the train of thought that you were going to get him a cup of coffee and talk to him about Gavin. Now, divination takes place out here in the outside world, but it also takes place so much in the mind. Anytime we ever want to, anytime any of you ever want to take the camera inside and discuss what's going on, speak up. This might be such a moment. Yeah, I think I jump inside and peek my head out of the, <laughs> out of the camera booth. He was in our house all of a sudden. I don't remember letting him in. Yeah, what the hell was that? There was a light from the badge, and then we were walking. How did he do that? Perhaps hypnotism, or uh, I'm not sure. That's amazing. You make it to your kitchen. Uh, he's behind you. You don't know what else to do but walk, really. And he makes his way across the room and peers out the window, looks down at the street. He says, just making sure my car's all right. That coffee'd be great. And do you have his number, his address? What do what you got on Gavin? When's the last time you talked to him? It's been quite a while. And as I go to get the coffee cups and um, the Keurig, I want to peek out the window as well as I go by to see if there's even a vehicle out there. There is an antique, or perhaps the better word is vintage, black motorcycle. It has a white skull 
painted on the seat. It looks like a horse skull or a bull skull, something like that. That could be the only thing he was looking at because there's absolutely nothing else parked in front of the street. And you're far enough down that it feels like you could, you have a pretty good stretch of street to look at. I have a question. We can step forward and take control. Can we step out and relinquish control? If you do so with no one stepping in, you are caught for a moment helpless, stupefied by your moment. Uh, you may freely exchange amongst each other, and you may, as an added bit of finesse that is worthwhile bringing up at this point, a second aspect may move into a state of co-control for one point of psyche, as long as the first player in control is willing to share. When in co-control and tests come up, you use the better of whoever's stat um, is in control, and you can both use powers that are allowed to be used while you're in control, which are the ones marked with black crowns. The ones with X crowns are the ones that you have to be out of control to use. If there's no crown, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that the magician's hand comes out of the booth and is like waving for someone to come in. They do not care who, but they feel very alone in this moment. I will also head in. <laughs> so yeah, I will happily share control. Do you want to take control yourself, Empress, or do you want to share control together? I'm happy to share control. Great. That costs one of your psyche. Okay. You're both now a little like arm around one around the other um, sort of pick pops out of uh, the photo booth showing you together. It's both of you now. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the drift. <laughs> and then there's him, nice and calm, but you can't shake the sense that you're swimming amongst um, something dangerous here, that you're hanging out with something mm, intimidating. He reminds you just a tiny bit, though of Officer Danbury. There is a little of that I don't quite care enough to be anything but blunt with you. I have no, um, I have no craft. I have no mach machination. I have no, I'm not someone that can make up a plan and execute it, but I can talk my way into your place in a way that you don't quite understand. He has some of that like blunt quality. Can you tell me any more about what he's in trouble for? I mean, I don't remember talking to Gavin basically since we were children, but if you can tell me what's going on it might spark a memory of something that might be helpful to you let's make this a test an active test and test of your expression which is a cup skill of the two of you in control who has the better cup stat i have plus one i have minus one great plus one it is active tests want high numbers the range of success starts six to ten but because you have a plus one it then goes five to ten so you're now ten percent more likely to be successful also different between passive tests and active tests is that you can use this moment to use your powers or adjust control in order to make the circumstances as beneficial to yourself as possible. Do you want to do anything before making this test of connection? Currently successful on 5 to 10. I do have the move inviting presence, gain plus one on tests of leadership, discretion, and connection until any change of control, pace, or location, but I have to be in solo control to use it. Well, you could adjust that now and ask the magician to step out or... You could just work within the boundaries of your um, shared control now. Magician, would you mind yes, of course. relinquishing? Okay. <laughs> I, I side saddle out. I like the thought that you play that request as like a charming piece of music. I'm not really sure exactly how you communicate as a quartet yet, but... It's the uh, music they play at like award shows when you need to get off the <laughs> stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, okay, so I spend one psyche to use that, uh, which gets me the plus one on the test uh, of connection. Um, if I can do it connection ways, if that's okay. Of course, yeah. With active tests, it's much more um, flexible. You get to sort of state what you're trying to look at. Okay. So we started successful at um, 6 to 10. We went from 5 to 10 because of your cup suit stat, and now we're at 4 to 10 because of that. You ready? Yeah. Say when, Jake. Stop. It is the 7 of swords. 
which is a success. Yay. The Seven of Swords is about taking something. It's about having the strategy of theft. And Tarot does not condemn this necessarily. It cautions about it, but it does not condemn it. And I'm going to say in this moment, what you read off him with this test of connection is that he is armed. You see the bulge on his back hip. That holster is impressive. And you see there now that it has an antique, again, like the bike, maybe old, um, revolver. And that he is prepared, cautious, very dangerous. It's Violet, right? I know you were friends. Um, I found your information searching for him. He's around here right now. He's in town. Uh, I know that you might be able to get in connection. Are you Facebook friends or something? Or friends on, I don't know, MySpace or some other similar digital, I don't know what. If you could look him up, I'd get out of your hair. Last you'd ever see me. I'm sorry. I, I don't use social media. I can try and send a text. I'm sure I still have his number in my phone from when we were young. I mean, I've never deleted anybody out of my contacts. Do you just want me to send him a text? Are you trying to put him off or are you trying to give him what he wants? I I mean, the sort of somewhere in between. I'm trying to give him just enough that he'll leave, that he'll like not hurt me and be satisfied enough that he will leave. He chews his lip for a minute. He says, you know, I think you and I are going to catch up soon enough and I'll get most of my questions answered. Sadly for you, I think it's the hard way. Listen, if your friend reaches out to you, do yourself a favor. Don't respond. And he taps the table. I'll skip the coffee. Anything else you want to try and do before he leaves? Oh, man. I'm so scared to get shot. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think I just want him out of here. He walks down the hall back the way he came in, muttering a little bit to himself like he was behind you. He shuts the door on his own and leaves you alone in your condo. I put the chain back on immediately. You find your heart is going faster than you realized it was. Like some sudden incredible rush of relief. You realize that you are no longer in the presence of some, what, a predator? It's hard to put your finger on the feeling. When you look back at your phone, you see a couple of competing text messages. The first are from Catherine. Hey, haven't talked to you in a while. Hope you're doing okay. Miss you. Let's get coffee. I'm in town. Stuff like that. You haven't talked in a little bit, but your relationship never cools. You are always friends the way you used to be. She's resourceful and she's funny. She's around for you if you need her. And she has boons, which are a feature of attached NPCs. If you want her with you, she'll be with you. And when we encounter her, uh, we'll draw one of those boons and learn its mechanics at that time. The other text messages are, unbelievably, on Facebook from Gavin. I need to talk to you, my friend. I know it's been a long time. Please meet me. I'm in town. And he lists a warehouse, or at least something in that district. You know the town well enough to know that it's something in a place where it could pretty much only be a warehouse. Uh, I'm jumping back inside. Oh my god, this is real. His stuff was old. I mean, beautiful, antique, vintage, but the bike and the gun, not new, not contemporary. That skull, it reminded me of something that I might have seen in, I don't know where, everything, he, the motorcycle, the gun, they all seemed slightly familiar. Well, we could go to the warehouse and ask Gavin. I admit I'm very curious about what exactly is playing out here. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see Gavin again. He was good fun, but that man functionally threatened to kill us if Gavin reached out and we answered. What, so we're going to trust the weird man with a gun over Gavin? He's our friend, and maybe he'll have some answers so we can actually learn what happened here. Yeah, I'm a little scared by this, I admit. As curious as I am, we're scared, and we were just being questioned. What does that mean for Gavin? What kind of danger is he in? Can I go into my private space, and I want to search my computer to see if that skull is 
a symbol that I recognize, the one on the motorcycle. Very interesting. And I think there's a moment of like, oh, be right back and pushing the coin return. It's in your brain. What does it remind you of? You can't quite place it. It reminds you of something you have seen before. And in fact, maybe something that maybe the Empress has a similar bell ringing because it feels like maybe you saw it painted at a piece of artwork somewhere. Hard to put your finger on it. Uh, I want to look back out the window and see if he's gone. See if the bike is gone or if I can see him hiding anywhere watching or if the coast is clear. He's down there. Uh, He's next to the bike now and he is behaving unusually. I'd like to offer you an active test of perception to see if I can give you a little more information. Uh, You're trained in perception. That means you're successful on 5 to 10. What's your sword stat? Negative 1. Back to 6 to 10. But it is an active test. You can adjust as you see fit or use powers to help one another. Or you could just say, forget it and make the test. So I could hand over control or co-control to somebody who's better at this before making the test? Mm -hmm. Who's Swordsy? The magician? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will hand it over to the magician. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to get a closer look at that skull anyway. Great. You snap out of your private space, out of your many, many um, corridors where you could be working. It can happen in an instant. And then you're back printed on uh, photo paper and then interpreting reality through the outside world. Looking down at a person doing something weird. What's your sword suit stat? It is plus one. So now we're successful on four to ten. And I made the hero ready in swords and wands. Does that affect this as well? You sure did. Thank you for reminding me. Perceptions is a swords uh, skill. So we'll use the readiness and make you successful on three to 10 now. Okay. Nice. Ready? Say when. When? Four of cups. Not quite being able to appreciate what is in front of you, as you may recall, as a prompt. Having this moment where you can't quite see. And I will say that that is the moment that you set aside Officer Danbury as a thought. Because the man that's down there behaving is standing next to a horse. For a minute, you see him stroke the motorcycle. You hear, with the window slightly ajar, the sound, the softest sound, the softest, weirdest, hallucinatory sound of clopping of hooves for a moment, like it's impatient to get moving. And then he hops on it, weirdly strokes the front tire, and then rolls out into the night. I go back inside. (laughs) (laughs) There was a horse, and then a motorcycle, and then he rode away. While petting the tire. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta find out what's happening. I can't believe I'm agreeing with <laughs> the fool, but I am. I think we need to put some pieces together here. This isn't lining up in a way that that fits. The, there's There's missing pieces. We need to understand the structure of this. Very well. It's a 20-minute Uber ride, you see. Not to the part of town that you want to go to at this hour. Do you do it? Yeah, and I think on the way, I respond to Gavin saying, stay where you are. You get back so many heart emojis. Don't forget Catherine. I think I hear that and I stare at the phone for a long time and just put it face down on in my lap. Unsure what to do about Catherine at this moment. Can I like take control from the magician to respond to the text from Catherine? Because it's up for grabs, you can take control easily. Perfect. I will lift up the phone and respond to Catherine um, saying how good it is to hear from her and... Uh, I'm busy with a weird project right now, so I'll reach out as soon as possible. Um, but just like keep your phone on off silent so that you see my message when it comes through. You get dots for a long second and then they go away and then dots and then they go away and then dots. Oh no. And then it's a picture of her and she has a luminous gray streak in her hair. She did not used to have. She says, I hope I look the same to you as I always have with a little kiss emoji. There's still some spark there. At least for her, it feels like, perhaps. Is there anything like, 
Uh, is the streak of gray just like because we're getting older or does it seem out of place? No, it seems like that. This is just a little, we're not kids anymore and I haven't seen you in a little while and I hope I don't shock you too much with this magnificent gray streak I'm sporting. Okay, then yeah, I send back like a hard eyes and a smiley face. <laughs> she says, let's meet soon. Say say yes. Say, sh- say sure. <laughs> send it. I say definitely. <laughs> oh, that's good. Texting with her, even just that. So simple. It kind of brings you back down to earth. Feel a little better just knowing she's still thinking about you. The ride is brief. It's maybe 10.30 or 11. And when you get there, he's standing in the light of the Uber outside, no vehicle. He looks weathered. He's in a Misfits t-shirt, the one. He has torn jeans. He has that look he's always looked. He's never quite grown out of being your parkour friend. That said, the bags under his eyes, the receding of his hairline, um, the lines around his face. He looks like time has taken a little bit of a toll on him. He smiles when you hop out. Vi, 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 vi. I can't believe I'm seeing you in the flesh after all this time. Can I take control? We have not done a test yet with the Empress, have we? So you're still in control and may refuse if you don't want to relinquish it yet, Empress. Uh, no, I will hand over control. Hey, cut the crap. What is going on? What? No hug? Come on, it's been a decade. Get over here. You can hug me after you explain exactly why someone with a gun came to my house asking about you. Deep sigh. The crunchy sound of the Uber driver's tires rolling away for a minute before he says, Yeah, that asshole. Sorry about that. I didn't realize that you met my fucking friend. Uh, yeah, he's looking for me. Not a great guy. Sorry about that. I don't know how he picked you or why. Yeah, same. How long has it been? What have you gotten into? Look, I'll explain everything, but... I need your help, and we got to get in here. And you used to be the kind of friend I could count on to go into a place like this. I know we're old, but come on. I just need you to trust me long enough to get to the top of this place. All questions will be answered, and then we could just sit and talk. What do you think? Let's make a passive test of your connection. He's trying to work (laughs) your guilt. The stakes of this will be, at the end of this scene, you won't be able to add any bonds with this character if you fail this test. But if you succeed this test, gameplay goes as normal. And just so you know, some of your powers add bonds, but you can always add a single bond after an interaction with an NPC where you were in control. A bond is just a measurement of how much you feel capable of calling on. Once an NPC attached has four bonds, they become attached as standard and you get a boon, which is like an extra little power. If they have ten bonds, then they are beloved and they get a second boon for you to use, like a second bonus power. So if you come back into contact with Catherine at some future point in the story, you'll have a boon on her. So what is your cup suit stat? Oh, zero. So you're successful still on Ace to Five. Let's see what happens. Uh, and I have a move called Innocent Face. When a passive test of perception, connection, or leadership is performed against a non-hostile NPC, gain plus two. If the test is read as a success and you weren't in control, you may take control. So that applies here, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so that means that you're successful now on ace to seven. You ready, higher Okay. Say when. Yep. Now. The seven of cups. The seven of cups oh. is about illusion and desire. And so in this moment, you read here that he's trying to flim flam you. That he's trying to keep illusion in your eyes about him and the nature of the warmth of your friendship. It's important to him for some reason that you believe it. Now, this is not just a success. It's also a success in the suit that you were testing, which makes it a critical success. With crits, everybody gets one XP. 
and I just put it on the table for you there in the form of that little gemstone on your card. XP is a shareable resource because you are all creatures of the mind, you can share this resource as you see fit. During one shots, you can trade two XP from any combination of aspects to restore one psyche to someone, or four XP to replenish the use of someone's used power. So you mark that power innocent face that you used, fool, as used, and it has to be replenished before you can use it again. He's clearly trying to be manipulative. You don't see actually a whole lot of warmth in this um, feigned warm request. You sort of smell the bullshit. It goes all the way through the photo booth. Uh, since that test was a success, can I take control? Yes. I think knowing that this is, there's something going on here and it's being presented in a way that is a face behind covering true intentions. And I'm so confused about what happened earlier in the condo and why my friend is acting like this. I have to know what's going on behind the scenes here. So he's already kind of hoping that his prattle is carrying you towards the building. He puts a hand on your shoulder and begins to walk you towards it. And he's fishing around in some of his pockets for something. Um, what do you do? I put my hand on his shoulder and push him in front. What's going on in here? <sighs> he sighs. This place has a killer view. A place I got to show you something. And I can't show it to you anywhere else. You just got to trust me. Come on. You used to trust me for views like this. This one is a doozy. Yeah, but we knew what we were getting into before we went into anywhere. I'm going to need some more information. Come on. I'm your friend. And you know what you're getting into with a friend. You're going to see it on the hillside. I can't really, like, tell you. It's going to ruin it. I haven't seen you in so long. I'll go with you, but just tell me what's going on here. If you see it, you're going to get it. But if I tell you, you're not going to go in. And that seems to be the truth, as close as he's ever been to telling it to you. He has this look on his face that sows disappointment in every little fractured wrinkle. Well, now who's not trusting friends? I trust that if you see it, you're going to listen. Oh, I'm so curious. Yeah, I, uh, I follow him in. I make sure he goes first, but I want to know. He leads you in. The warehouse is dark, but he switches on the light of his phone, and he says, how much easier is it these days with this thing, huh? Back in the old day, you have to carry not just the flashlight, but the batteries, everything. And he begins to take you through this disused warehouse. The bottom floor is the skeletons of shelves and boxes and hanging lights. Whatever was abandoned here, things were left. He takes you up to the second floor, and then the third, and then points you towards the window and points out, and says, as promised. But then, behind you, there is a sound. <clears throat> and you see him, Stone, the man with the gun. He's standing at the top of the stairs that you have just crept up. He says, for your own good, I wouldn't go take a look. You can see a look of fear cross over Gavin's face. Oh, oops. He's going to kill Gavin. He's going to kill someone. Is he the horseman? One of the four horsemen? Is this death? What a funny thought. As you say it, you realize that one of your friends owns a tarot deck and you once saw the death card and on the death card there is a skeletal figure on a horse. It's framed in one of your back galleries. Not one of the best images you've ever seen in your life but not something you lose track of in your mind either. As soon as you say it, a little certainty passes through you that it is so. No, come on, that's... what? What? There is an itchy feeling on Violet's forehead between her eyes. Each of you, looking at the others, begin to see some small alterations. Hops, the kite string, is pulling up bubbles one by one. It seems to be dancing among them. You, your clockwork gears spinning, feel light pass into each of your bulbs one at a time. Something is at work here, and you can feeling it in your guts, in your heart, and in your head. There is the oddest sense that he doesn't have just a gun. He has something like a math compass, 
Something that can determine the focus of the world. Something that could draw a perfect circle around it, terrible as it might be. And he is himself, portraitized in that art, and a million other times over, a million times in our culture, over and over and over again. The word reaper hits your mind. The word death hits your mind. The word unstoppable, implacable. But he says, with an easy, loopy grin, it's game over, he says. What do you do? I want to jump over the railing <laughs> of the stairs and like get out of the path of this, this guy. It's dangerous. He's right there. But um, you could try it. It's an active test of force or an active test of vitality. I'll let you choose. Um, but I th- dangerous. I, I feel like this is something that like I've seen Gavin do in parkour through the different places that we've been. Um, and it's just the first thing that comes to mind to like get out of the way. Um, would this count as doing something ridiculous? Um, it could be if you're intently using it to try and make a spectacle of yourself as like a distraction. Sure. I think that you might be asking about spectacle, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that could make the perfect distraction. And that would be what this moment represents too. And the suddenness of it might surprise everyone. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like I'm, I, I am trying to Put him off his guard. Great. Will you read that power for us? Yeah. Spectacle. When make the hero do something ridiculous or attention grabbing and make an active test of a skill the diviner deems relevant. If the test is read as a success, all NPCs watching are surprised. If read as a failure, the hero is surprised. For better or worse, all nearby NPCs will turn their attention to the hero. I love it. I think vitality is the right choice. How does that work for you? Yeah, absolutely. Great. How much psyche does that power cost? Two. What's your want? Plus one. So you're successful on five to ten. Anyone else want to help this active test? Uh, I'm going to use Crown of Stars, uh, which is something I can exclusively use when I'm out of control. Um, grant plus one to each of the hero's next three tests as long as you remain out of control. Any remaining plus one benefits are lost if you enter into control or replenish this power before all three have been used. Great. Helpful. You locate yourself um, And all of yourselves, all of your instruments are now playing outside the photo booth, making space for others and helping them, supporting them in their action now. It's something you've done before. The rest of you have come to know that this type of music means that you might do a little better at things. So, we are making an active test of vitality. You're trained 5 to 10, and this will use the first of those benefits, making your success range 4 to 10. Are you ready, Megan? I'm ready. Say when. When. 10 of swords. Death itself. No. This is an image of a dog chained. It's meant to show you that things end, including the suffering of this poor animal. It is a success for you. You throw yourself over the edge and you can hear, you can almost feel the palpable shock with which you shut your sudden incredible flight and then the amazing flip that you do into the stairwell, which would be done by a person (laughs) 20 years younger than yourself. You cannot believe this version of Violet has the lower back strength for it, but you do. You have it perfectly. You dance past death itself. I just yell out, let's go, Gavin. And I'm (laughs) trying to get out of the way. You hear the sound of movement above you, but they're surprised. You get to make the active next active test, and I can't call for a passive test until you sort of make a choice of action and do that. The next test will be active, no matter what, giving you a chance to act on things. Oh, and I'd like to point out that we have officially moved into action time with that move, which some powers are reactive to more than others. It just sort of means that time is slowed down for us close enough to look at action as if it were in a movie or a film. I want to move back inside. Ooh, okay, got us out of the way, but he's still here. Should we? really be running with Gavin? It seems like he was going to kill us, perhaps so that we would take his place for death. Like he was trying to lead us towards that ledge, right? Well, he was trying to lead us towards a view, 
maybe he was trying to show us something that would help us understand a part of the world we don't understand yet. Maybe he was being genuine in that he wanted to share knowledge with us, and whatever he's done to acquire that knowledge is what has set Death's sights on him. Ah, and then Death intercepted him. Death didn't want us to look out the window, but he said, if I were you, I wouldn't look. Do we think they're both talking in code about us getting pushed out a window? Guess I'm not sure. I was thinking about walking towards the ledge and knowing that Gavin was hiding something, being fishy, trying to pull the wool over our eyes. I mean, I want to see it, but I don't want to get shot or whatever he would do. Because if that is death, then what they said to us as they were leaving our house actually isn't all that threatening. We will see them again eventually. There's no way around that. The other NPCs are surprised, so you get a moment to formulate a plan. You could make for the side of the building that the view is on and try to see it for yourself. There are large windows you might be able to climb up to to get a good view. Or turn around, try and find Gavin, wait for him, hide. What do you do? If I have a chance to take it, I would want to step into control and try to get into view of that direction of whatever I might see there. It is overwhelming the thought of something like this being real, that death is in the room. And so there are pieces to this I need to put together. I need to make this make sense. I'm on board with this because I am a sucker for a beautiful view. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, if we have surprise or whatever, if we're worried about Gavin pushing us, this is the moment he can't while we look out that window. So if there's something to see, like maybe we get to do it while he's surprised and can't hurt us. Yes. And maybe we can see what happens between death and Gavin. Yeah. As we're looking. I support you, Hierophant. (laughs) Yeah, I would... I would try to take control. Um, it's up for grabs, so control is yours. And I'm going to make my way. We, we've jumped down here, and I'm going to make progress to try to get back around and up and see out. First, you have to get up to the windows on this level. Above, the walls were unfinished, a big open gap that you could have stepped up to to see out. But here, you're going to have to climb up some abandoned shelves or boxes. And as you look, your mind begins to formulate a plan. How about an active test of machination to spot the best route up? What's your swords? Zero. You're successful on five to ten, but this is active, and you get a chance to adjust control or help each other with powers. I believe you also get the second of the plus ones from Crown of Stars. You do indeed. So now, successful on four to ten. Any other adjustments? Uh, quick question. Is is there something specific being referenced when it says future card, or is this just the cards that we're drawing for tests? The cards that we're drawing for test once revealed are like once are just revealed future cards. And sometimes it says just before a future card is revealed. That would be just before I show what we're going to do. All right. I'm, I'm ready. Great. Test of machination. Um, as we said, successful six to ten and you had two points and bonuses. One for crown of stars. Five to ten. Say when. When. Again, despite shuffling in my hands, the ten of swords, wow. this image of death. There is a little stretch that you see that is perfect. This is a critical success because it's a swords and you're testing machination, which is a sword skill, which means all of you have two XP now for trading in for Psyche and for the reuse of your powers. You see not only the best route up, but you make it quick enough to see that what you're going to have to do is jump on top of one of these, a row of um, shelves that have some heavy things on their bottom and will support your weight and um, some boxes near the top, some boxes on the top of the shelf that um, seem like they've been forgotten for a really long time. So you climb up to the top of the shelf, or um, you could change plans at this point and do something else, but you definitely see the fastest way up now. I'm going to keep climbing unless anyone attempts to stop me. (laughs) Great. Nope. 
Um, having spotted it and making it a crit, I'm not going to make a test for climbing up this. I'm going to say that you spotted the perfect way to get up this thing as a benefit of how of how well you did on that test. Okay. You get to the top. And you're at some um, grimy windows, looking out, seeing the twinkling lights of the city outside. It's late enough that the arc light orange over the city sort of blots out anything like stars, but you can see a luminous crescent moon winking back at you, and you're just not expecting it. Next to you, the box pops open, and he pulls himself out next to you on the shelf. Gavin makes the shh face, and you look inside, and there is just no bottom. The box for a moment is just empty, but then it's just the bottom of a box. You don't know how he got in it. The thing you saw shakes your mind, and for a moment leaves you surprised. He says, look! And points out the window. Stifle a scream first, hand over mouth. What is happening? And I don't think I can stop myself from looking. And then you feel him. If you could picture something with fangs, you would. It's an instinctive reaction. He's draining something out of you. And as you look, the lights of the city begin to go out one by one until there is just darkness. And you are falling. The worst sort of falling up into the sky, into the gravity of everything. There is no end to it, and it goes on for so long that you don't perceive the point at which there is no more violet, and there are four of you floating side by side. And then eventually the feeling of falling goes away, and something itches. Your third eye opens, and you see. For each of you, this changes you in some way. Take a moment and think. On you, the aspect. How do you appear changed now that your third eye is open? This is the eye that sees the true shape of reality. If you know, say it. There is, there is now a recorder floating <laughs> alongside the string quartet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> of all instruments. <laughs> I think for me, it is just, it's like, it's like a headlamp. Like, but no, there's no strap. There's no light. It's just like that opens on my forehead so that when I need to work, I can see clearly. And whatever this is, this new era of understanding i need to be able to see it clearly well lit to use my hands i love it mine is like a four-dimensional bubble (laughs) like one of those ones that's like it's like this the square bubble but then there's like the smaller square bubble inside of it the one that's all connected on each end gorgeous and it's just kind of in the front center of like where all of the bubbles are coming out of it's just kind of like never pops and it's just it's a it's a like a centerpiece <laughs> for for the bubble collection that is a quantum me. centerpiece. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I think on the magician it's that the left hand all of the fingers on that mechanical hand um change their shape slightly and they all look like tesla coils. <laughs> so there's just this like additional like zzz, 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 kind of running and so it's a passing the hand over to see this odd thing as opposed to using the light bulb. You have time to consider these changes in yourself. And you try to yell them to each other, but you seem to be separated by a great enough distance that you can only perceive the presence of yelling and not the distinctness of words. Ahead of you, after what seems like a very long time, there is a great darkness that you begin to perceive. A darkness so intense, it's more visible than the darkness you were falling through, like a black hole. It has something like a ring. And when you're able, after maybe eons or weeks or moments, to look backwards, you can see the cosmic lights of an incredibly large structure, the structure that you used to be a part of on the solid plane. And now as you drift spirits towards the void, you see, with your luminous third eyes, a great line, a horizon, something breaking that massive inky blackness, a line of white. 
and after what might be an interminable period of time, you're close enough to realize that it's a bridge. And no sooner do you realize it than you fall onto it, a rope bridge, shivering, trembling over the void, with all of your collective spiritual weight, and beneath you, the yawning sound of unknown darkness. You heard it when you were a kid. The sound that tells your mind that you may die, that everything goes in here, that this is the other half, that while the universe gets to just expand and expand and expand, this part is also true. There is more of this than there is of that. You don't know when he rolled up, but the sound of the motorcycle, the clopping of hooves maybe, is near you. It's stone here on this bizarre place. And he says, I told you not to look. And he puts a steadying hand on your shoulder. I caught you. See, did you sell it? driven role-playing game, fusing the essence of tarot with genuine RPG mechanics to make each flip of a card as satisfying as the roll of a d20. Divination RPG is now live on Kickstarter, and you can find the link in the show notes. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. That cool pretty boy have more healing. We gonna need it. You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. So I'm confused. Uh, what am I supposed to say to him? Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So, you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dumb! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want, for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at theordinaryepic.com or on your favorite podcast app.